0: Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls. It has been a while since we talked about the inner trolls that plague us at the beginnings and endings of risky creative endeavors. They say things like, you're not good enough, you failed, you can't, you didn't. And so today, we're going to talk a bit about that uh, with someone who is familiar with putting it all on the line, Colin Rigsby, former drummer of the band House of Heroes, also a graphic designer and... Uh, sole proprietor of his latest musical project, Vespertine. So we're going to talk to him, but first, we have some patrons this week to thank. Love this part of the show. It's uh, been two years, and people
1: are still supporting the show. It's awesome. Every time we get one, it's like, hell yeah! Alright! Maybe this is going to rival Joe Rogan
0: eventually. Eventually. Easily. At this pace, it could take take about 150 years, but... (laughs)
1: But, hey, you know, you got to dream. That's what this podcast is all about, so yeah. we're going to dream. Uh, Scott Swan, Hannah Mc- M- McLaugh- McLaugh- McLaughlin. McLaughlin, it looks like. McLaughlin. I only know oh, that microphone. because of my
0: Scottish heritage. <laughs> my, uh,
1: my microphone is cable was right over the, that part of the, the word. <laughs> got to move this here. Oh, that's what it was. Kilometer. Okay. Yeah. You know, you always have an excuse ready to go. Uh, <laughs> but, but seriously, though... Uh, Speaking of excuses, you have no excuses to not support this show. If you've been listening for two years and you want us to beat Joe Rogan, then you can head over to patreon.com slash don't beat the trolls. Very bad sales job on my end, but (laughs) really, uh, it's helpful. Keeps the lights on. Keeps Matt and I's, I don't know, you know, hearts like, hey, people are listening. People care. This is great
0: a couple of these new patrons are, are $5 patrons. And if you go there, you can see a patron only post that has a link, an invite link to our Facebook group. That's a secret group for just our patrons. Uh, we have to, you know, we're trying to get more of our patrons into that group so we can have some more, uh, I I don't know, just leeway with dialogue and, and, and hang out a bit more. So, uh, if you just, uh, supported us on Patreon, head on over to, to check out that, um, that, uh, that link on the patron only post. And then also, uh, you now have access to, um, I don't know, probably 25 or 30 different episodes uh, that are just patron only. So if you're interested in yeah. any of that, uh, go to patreon.com slash trolls. All right, let's bring Colin on. Colin, I first met you, uh, I think, probably eight years ago, maybe maybe before that. I don't know. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my band, The Classic Crime, tour with House of Heroes, and um, I remember kind of my band being in a, in a bit of a rough spot. We had a bad release, okay. I guess, technically, sales, sales-wise, um, okay. and I remember looking at you guys with a ton of envy and being like, House of Heroes, <laughs> they're so tight, they're so professional, they're so well put together. They look good. They sound good, and I remember yeah, being like,
2: "But, but nobody else <laughs> cared. You're, you're the only one. You're the only one thinking that."
0: Well, I mean, maybe we can start by just uh, having you tell us a bit about, you know, the origin of House of Heroes and how you got into to playing music.
2: Oh wow, sure, yeah, I haven't talked about that in a very long time. Happy yeah. to Sweet. origin. Let's see. Um, so I met. Tim Skipper, our singer, and A.J. Babcock, our bassist, in, uh, let's say, 97. Holy cow. Uh, we were in high school, and I played in another band with, like with my brother and some friends. And then they played in another band, and we eventually just started playing together because we were like, oh, you guys are great. We all are on the same page and uh, just worked out that way. And so we started a band, and it was kind of a pop-punk band called No Tag Backs. And we played through high school and played, you know, all the prom after parties and all that kind of stuff and uh where was even, like in, put in, on some in, of our own shows with, yeah it was in like hilliard and dublin ohio which are just suburbs of columbus and oh okay where we lived and uh so yeah that was here and we did that through high school we even recorded like some stuff that turned out pretty well and we were excited about when you know we were like 16 and stuff and uh so that was really cool and then uh we let's see we did that just for a few years a couple years and then we kind of changed, uh, we we were just writing stuff that wasn't as like high school pop punk that we were into, and so we were like, oh, we just kind of need a name change, and so we changed it to House of Heroes, and um, after that we started getting a few other members that would come in and out, but it was mostly me and Tim and AJ for uh, the duration, um, and we had, my brother played with us for a long time, and Eric Newcomer also played with us for a very long time, and um, uh, Matt Lott also played with us for a c- few years. Um, and so, yeah, we—I guess that's the origin. And then we uh, sort of had some other friends from here in Columbus who uh, worked at Goatee Records uh, in Nashville, and okay. they were—we just had like a lot of mutual friends, and uh, just at some point, it was—they were just like uh, they liked our band, and we didn't really have any other—you know—we kind of had like plans of like who do we want to sign with, but nobody else really wanted to sign us so our you know this these people were going to give us money to make records and we we're like cool.
0: How old were you when you guys got signed? Yeah. Uh,
2: man, I have I have such a bad memory. I, I want to say like 21. Nice. 22, somewhere nice. Around there, I guess
1: those were the uh, Actually, days. we went
2: through a couple like independent labels. Maybe that's when I was around that age. We 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 were on two different indie labels out of like Southern California.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you signed to Goatee, which was like, that was kind of a bigger one, right? Like, they, didn't they have some bigger artists? For us,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like, Reliant K was on there, and that was a big thing for us. Oh, right. right. So like, oh, yeah. If they if they can work with them, they should be able to work with us.
0: Right. Did you guys want to be think- huge? Was that always a goal? Like, just be, be a big band? Yeah.
2: I mean, I feel like, I don't know, music is, the, the industry has changed so much since then. And so, like, my goals now as a new artist are so just in a different perspective than they were back then with with that band and i mean but at the same time there's so much the same like there's a lot of similarities to like uh even now i'm just like even then and now like the the dream there's like a spectrum of the dream like and one is just like to do it full time which i am now after fucking 15 years and <laughs> so like yeah. that i achieved that dream right uh, and so if you know if you know 18-year-old me would see it would be like oh you're set you're doing great. Well I mean yeah um, when
0: you're like 21 22 23 you can do it full time but you're not like you're not paying bills cuz you don't have bills yeah. like you don't have kids yeah. and all that stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah I guess that yeah that's a matter of Doing it full time well. now is
0: like way bigger deal. I mean Nate Nate and I can yeah. both speak to that like doing anything full time as far as these creative endeavors and projects and you know we all have You know all three of us here have probably a bunch of irons in the fire and uh you know trying to see which one heats up first or whatever (laughs) yeah just being independently employed is yeah that's uh, yeah yeah because we because we have kids and 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 yeah the the bills come down the pike every month and so yeah oh uh yeah it's weird it's like it's it's
1: almost like uh it's almost like the path chooses you it's like frodo's
2: ring just kind of ends up in your hand (laughs) and you're like how did this happen all right yeah yeah, I guess no. It. It's, that's very true. That's I mean, that's a cornerstone of my or a like sort of a turning point of my path, I guess, was like after House of Heroes sort of we did it for a long time. We did it for like 10 plus years, I guess. And, you know, once we started to kind of wind down and uh, uh, stop touring as much and we weren't really like ambitious about continuing to make records, and I didn't really know if I was going to keep on playing music in that way at all, yeah, uh, but like you said, the ring kind of was like, "Nope, here you go, you gotta keep going, and uh, oh.
3: yeah, it's
0: sort of like you wake up one day and you're like, "I'm not good at anything else
2: like i didn't <laughs> I wasn't trained." <laughs> It was less that because I am like I uh, I am good at other stuff and I've had like part-time work and I like did, have done freelance graphic design for a very long time as well kind of on the side but uh, but yeah there is that that's a part of it, but more so like even no matter what else I had going on, it was like I still have to and honestly it was more of a progression. it wasn't just a like a big decision like I gotta keep this going I gotta like start a brand new thing and hit the ground running. It was more of like I have to make some music somehow. Right. And that sort of evolved into what Vespertine is. Right, at right, first right, it was yeah. just me yeah. opening like acoustic shows that my friends would put me on around town just to keep performing and keep that thing going and then and then I f- kind of finished writing all these songs and at that point I just felt like I have to put these out uh and I did and I didn't have any expectation of what that would do. I just felt like I had to and so uh, right. Once it kind of caught on, then it was like, oh, okay, now that was kind of the moment when I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing this for real.
1: I think now th- the most successful artists are people who can write all the songs themselves, record all the songs themselves, and then they can put it out there to a fan base. You know, like I have several friends that the ones that have kept going are the ones doing that. They're the ones that are recording all their own music. And so it is kind of sad on one hand, you don't have these great, great, talented producers Making a handful of great records anymore, you have a million pretty decent producers because everyone's pretty good at doing their own stuff. But it's just you know what I mean. It's like it's just a whole different ball game now, and I think that
3: yeah, they're kind of two different worlds. And I feel like there is still like the giant producers. Like there is always like this small handful yeah. of like the top writers, top producers of the time, and that comes and goes. And then there's this whole other world of independent musicians that are on this other level, but are just, like, driving on their own, just doing everything themselves, and, and, and that that really wasn't possible
0: yet. Yeah, it's crazy how much it teaches you just to do it yourself. Like, when you're on a label, you're always sort of, you're playing the blame game some, like, if something doesn't work out, you're like, uh, the label didn't do it right, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah. when you're independent, and this happened to to the classic crime in 2012, we, we did our first Kickstarter, and we put the record out ourselves, and I got distribution, yeah. and I, like, back when CDs were still being shipped to stores and stuff. But um, but I was doing it all myself and I remember just going, oh, this is what the label was doing. Like, this is yeah. what they were busy with, all this stuff yeah. that I'm doing now. And it you, you puts it in perspective. It's like, it takes a lot of work yeah. to, to reach people and to get, yeah. you know, to set yourself up.
3: It really does. And I'm in the thick of that right now. And I know you, you did, too. Like, just to being completely independent, I have, like, kind of two other people, basically, that help.
1: Yeah, I I mean, you have to create everything.
3: Yeah. There's always something new. You you know, like those days where you're like, cool, I got to do this one thing. And you sit down to do it and you're like, oh, I forgot my password. Oh, okay. Oh, i logged in with this old email. Okay, I got to get that. Oh, I don't know the password that. Okay, I got to go back and do that. And you get set back like five steps just trying to do one thing. <laughs> those are
0: just the words. I'm more like, I do one thing, and then I, I'm like, oh, I should probably post something on Instagram. And then it's like, well, you hit the Twitter up, and I'm going to send that email out, and then I just get... Yeah, it just goes one one yeah. or the next day. It's You know, that's the thing about being kind of self-employed and running your own, I don't know, business front, if, if you want yeah. to call it something better than that. I don't know, but but it, you, you just are running around like putting fires out it feels like all the time
1: i was gonna say we could do a whole episode on running a business is just logging into old accounts and forgetting (laughs) the passwords like the troll the trolls of passwords and whoever whoever figures out the the one way the one way to get into everything securely i feel like it's gonna make some money because you waste so much time yeah i mean i don't think people realize this when you're running your own podcast when you're running your own band when you're running your own uh, whatever, like you've got to make visual assets for everything. So you've got to create all the graphic design. And then you've got to do all the videos for all the stuff that you, all the pieces you make. And then you've got to talk to all the press yourself. You've got to line it all up and then you got to book your own tour dates. And then you got to figure out how to, you're going to get there. And you got to figure out all your musicians is going to play with you. Yeah. Then, you know what I mean? It's just like, and then you take home 16 fucking bucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Thinking. And then like one day it can, totally blow up and it all makes it all worth it and you put a million bucks in the bank or
3: yeah. yeah even if that doesn't happen it's like like I said like I didn't even plan to do this but like when, like when I just felt like I had to so I really would just keep doing it in some way until it was just so obviously not worth it and really I mean Vespotina's gone far beyond what has appeared so I it, it's yeah. obvious to me that it's worth it Continuing.
1: This raises a big, important question that I've been talking to a lot of people about lately: is like, what is what is like the the point in your mind? You are like, oh, this this is successful, because like, um, you know, all our old bands, everyone would say, oh yeah, you know, like Classic Crime, Sherwood, House of Heroes, those are all successful bands, and to some extent, we don't share that same thought completely with other people. You know what I mean? And then it. Then it becomes this whole, you know, big, bigger conversation. Like, well, what is success? Like, Sherwood can still tour a little bit, and sometimes I just go, ah, I don't, I don't know if I want to keep doing it. But everyone kind of hits me up, and I'm like, that's it's still cool.
3: Yeah, maybe you success I mean? is just the perception of success, and you can just be like, hey, if this many people thought that I was successful. That- I'll just, I'll just like that's part of the lore now. That's part of the story. Sure, yeah. uh,
0: Well, I mean, it's, but at the same time, like you are, at least one hundred people's, like like, speaking of like House of Heroes, Sherwood, whatever, at least one hundred people, you're their favorite band, yeah, of all time. That's something, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's oh yeah, and for sure, as far as like my own feeling of success. I would say there's plenty of that uh, internally regarding what I did in House of Heroes. Like, I think we made some amazing music that I'm super, super proud of. Like, right. that's enough. To be, like, success, I did it. I know you guys have an Enneagram, and I'm going to So yeah. if I can just feel like I achieved, like, just releasing a thing that I am proud of, like, bam. a couple people like it, I did it. That's like
1: Right. Yeah, it is funny how much it it, it plays into your personality, um, where you see yourself and how you see yourself as a success or not. Um, I think probably if you're harder on yourself and you expect more from yourself and you and you don't like to take no for an answer and you look at you look at, you compare yourself to other people. Yeah, I mean this age of Instagram it sucks because you always have a friend who's more talented, you know. And uh, I've ta- I've toured with so many people who've gone on and made huge careers for themselves and there's so many times when like my personality just like you you just kind of torture yourself like what did we do wrong like what happened and how come we didn't how come we didn't get there and I think that I wanted to ask you a question about like I've noticed a lot over the years you know like we toured with Steel Train a couple times and then Jack from Steel Train went on to be super successful I wonder what the rest of his bandmates I wonder what the rest of his bandmates think. Like he's writing with Taylor Swift now. You know, his his own side project became a huge project. Fun blew up. And then here are these and we played with Steel Train back in like two thousand and two. And then we played with them in like two thousand well, we toured with them in two thousand and nine. So there was like this nine year period where like all these guys are trying to make this band big, and then he just goes off and like just success after success after success. I, I always wonder what the other
2: band guys think. Do you? Yeah. I don't, no, yeah. I wonder that, too. I, I listened to him on some podcasts. Is my audio still okay? It's way better now. Better now. Okay, yeah, I made a little change. Okay, good. good. Um. Uh, I listened to some podcasts that he was on. I think it was... Have you heard And the Writer Is? Yeah. Uh-uh. That's a great one. I think it was on there. Um, you guys should listen to that episode, because he, he talks a lot about those years in those days and uh how it was and it honestly it gives hearing stories like that uh yeah I think they inspire me like they give me hope for like being able to do something being able to take what I have now or what I have done and the experiences because yeah he was talking about just playing for like literally nobody for months like just months on months playing for nobody yeah and to see somebody from that, you know, it's like it's like any other success story and movie of somebody that's like came from nothing and rose to the top, and like that's always inspiring. But to be able to relate so directly and specifically uh, to be like, Yeah, that was literally that was literally rough. me, like I literally did that, yeah. And I, I don't know, I don't it know just, where I was going with that. I think
0: the big, uh, the main, the main thread for all these success stories, I, I and obviously we have to define success, like what does it mean? Like, uh, clearly, we look at Jack Antonoff and we go. For what he's doing, he's at the top, so that's successful, mm-hmm. right? Like he's the most sought after, one of the most sought after pop writers, um, yeah. And that's who we're talking about. But the common thread between all of these people is that they just never quit, even when it got really, yeah. really bad. They stayed yeah. in the game, and they just said, "I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to do one more thing." And yeah. I want to talk to well- you a little bit about that because you know, House of Heroes kind of fades fades off into the distance, and you're sitting there and you're going, "I just have to make music." Mm-hmm. How did like, what was the what was the inside of your brain thinking about starting a new project, a solo project, and writing all your own songs and, and doing that whole thing all over again by yourself?
2: Well, like I said, it was so gradual. Like, it wasn't as much of a brain thing as it was just, like, I have to keep playing music. Uh, I kind of maybe told myself a little bit, like, Oh, maybe you just won't really do that. You'll just like play it, whatever, like around town with a cover band or like at church or something like that. And I was kind of okay with it, but probably deep down, I was like, nah, I'm going to do something else. Like I got to do something. But and and not like, I I don't want to minimize somebody who is like fully satisfied to play weekly in a cover band or weekly at a church yeah, but be once, like, you,
0: once you've tasted the uh, yeah, you can't yeah there's back. some other factor that like i can't really just like uh snuff out well and, and, and you're gonna you're gonna do it if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it at, well yeah at and least that, as again, good is as my, you did do it
2: yeah that's my achiever part too. that's my three being like okay once it kind of caught on a little i was just like i can't do anything half ass. like i'm not just gonna like see this opportunity like a lot of people are are listening and, yeah. on and really liking the music and i wasn't going to be like oh that's cool well whatever like i would like i'd jump at any opportunity to like especially like i don't know i like the recognition of being like yeah i made something cool thank you for recognizing it right let's do more let's 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 chase that down and right. uh
0: yeah that's a good thing about being a three, for sure. <laughs> with, <laughs> I don't really have that. I'm like, like, fuck off. I want, I want to do my own thing. Exactly. Don't tell me what
1: to do. The, the whole situation with Jack and stuff, I guess what I was trying to say is like, you know, sometimes you have... Not everyone can be... Not everyone can continue. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not everyone gets to do it. So I think that sometimes it's just you got to be happy for your friends that do make it. And you got to go, look, We all we all keep trying to do this thing. And then... Sometimes, some people get to carry it a little bit further. And I think depending on how you, your internal health, I guess, Mm -hmm. how you celebrate other people's success, or you kind of look at, like, your life as a failure, I guess that's what I'm trying to talk about. Because say your project continues to blow up, and you're communicating with your old band members, do you feel like they're like, oh, man, like, do you feel like, yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Like, I wonder what Jax talks to the old Steel Train dudes about. Like, are they are they a little weird with him or cause it seems like this thing's kind of taken off And the house of heroes guys. are I'm sure you're some of your best friends and, and I was just one, I always wonder that dynamic.
2: Yeah. I think it's uh, surely different for everybody, but like, I think, yeah, like you said, you said it depends on like the health of a person and they're
1: like, cause they all want to be doing music. You know, they all want to be playing music. All of us you, do. they? Them.
2: All of us did. They are. Yeah. I mean, Tim's the one that's, I think playing the least now. Um, but he's super happy. Like he's doing what he wants to do. Like nobody. That's that's what I'm saying. Is like nobody. It's it's an unhealthy person who's sitting around being like, uh, like bitter and jealous. And none right. of none of the guys and that I've I've ever worked with are like that at all. And so, uh, yeah. But I can imagine somebody yeah who's in a pretty unhealthy place just being sort of jealous, uh, or resentful, and maybe just even in like a micro kind of way something. You know, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't want that, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's it's interesting uh when you when you talk about like resentment because oh, you know, jealousy off, or envy and even just leads to resentment because it's like well, screw them, you know, like mm-hmm. they got they got what I was owed and and so you, and mm-hmm. you and that you, you can feed that energy. You can kind of go, you know, you can really feed into it and it can kind of take take control where to the point to the point where you're not taking any responsibility for your life or you're not doing anything you're just bitter and resentful and uh you know i i definitely like appreciate when people you know especially when bands come to an end like it's never fun it's never fun to have like a dream that you all shared together kind of fizzle together Mm -hmm. and like my band's been through a lot of different iterations of like of of that, like where, mm-hmm. where, where one dream died and a new dream was born and it was different mm-hmm. and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe speak to that a little bit, like, you know, what, what, what's it like to have something that you like built as a child and, and <laughs> grew up
2: with be like, okay, that's over. Honestly, uh, it feels to me like such a different lifetime, I guess, just because of time, like, and also I don't have a very good memory and that's probably like a good three thing. I'm going to keep bringing it <laughs> back to that just because you guys understand. And we know, I know the I,
0: Enneagram, yeah. I yeah. know
2: I can say that and you'll get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I, I really do have like a, a move on mentality. And so I, I don't really sit in the past or like feelings or thoughts about the past, um, at all hardly and that that can be negative for right. sure like it, when it comes to you know someone's feelings or uh, you know a business uh situation or a friend situation and i can just be like all right screw it, move on like i, I don't have time for uh regret or uh being romantic about the past i, I mean i am but uh, only like I'll really only visit it like in songwriting and be like, "How was I feeling back then?" and let's tap into that. Right. But day to day, I'm not really like considering that. And so, to answer your question, I guess like how do I feel about what was what was the question?
0: Well, just uh, just just uh, like the ending of uh, oh, right. something
2: big like that that you had dreams. for. Yeah. So I guess the ending wasn't as uh, big. And honestly, we as a heroes. Uh, we never made, like, an official end or even, like, a, a, a fizzle. It was just kind of like, we're all doing other stuff. We're not going to say we're breaking up or even taking a break. We're all just going to, like, do our own thing. And that kind of, I kind of like it in a way because it just leaves it open-ended a little bit. Like, a, a lot of bands do that. That's nothing new. They just sure. kind of like, oh, where'd they go? Oh, maybe they'll come back sometime. Right. And so that's felt okay to kind of keep it, Open ended in right. that way.
0: Do you think that you'll go back and and do another record together in the future sometime?
2: Um, we we'll do something for sure. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna plan on doing a, a our most popular album probably was the end is not the end, and that came out ten years ago this year. So I think we're gonna set up a a show, just one show, probably in Columbus to to play that record. Sweet. Uh, yeah.
1: I would say I would say the reason I probably well on this, because unfortunately, I'm an Enneagram 4, and uh, the glass is always sort of half empty for me, <laughs> naturally. No matter what it is, I really have to work hard to have a positive mindset in a lot of stuff, because you're just kind of led around by your feelings. You can wake up and have this totally just hurdle of a of a mountain of, I don't know, just feelings kind of hit you, when you and, and you just kind of pile through them throughout the day, And I want to say, when we started playing music, it felt like a really competitive environment where there was there was a small handful of labels, and I think it was just, I I had this desire to make it so bad. I just, you know, we were working hard, we were in college, we were, you know, Friday nights we were practicing, and I think it kind of just kept transferring over into the next stage of our career, and I never stopped and just looked at all the opportunities that we did have and, and appreciate them and go, look like 400 kids just came and paid money to see this band play that we started in our garage. Like, and I, I guess when I'm, I, I get obsessed about this cause I, I, I kind of feel like it's never going to be whatever you have in your head. And so you have to tell yourself like to stop and appreciate the small successes because those might be, Those might be as big as it ever gets. Like if someone would have told me on our headlining tour in two thousand eight or seven or whatever, like, hey, this is as big as Sherwood's gonna get. You're gonna sell five hundred tickets across the country and just soak it in, man. You're never gonna get to the house of blues. Just love love this moment. And I guess uh I guess what I I get obsessed talking to artists because I know there's so many out bands, dudes in bands right now listening to this podcast, that they'd be happy if they just went out of town and somebody showed up. You know what I mean? And and so they're listening to us going. These guys are idiots. Like they don't realize <laughs> how 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 hard it is to play music at any capacity. And so I t- I always tell myself like I can't look at like the Jack Antoffs of the world and go. We were scrounging for food backstage at one point, and then he's on the Grammys and like a couple of years later. I can't I I can't compare the two. It's just completely different. So anyway, that's where. That's where my head stays a lot. Late,
2: for sure, it, it, and again, it's all about like perspective, you know. Like if, because that's the thing. Like once I, like I said, eighteen-year-old me would see where I am now and be like, "Sick, dude, you made it." But me now is like, God, there's so much. Like I uh, am not moving as fast as I should, or I'm not getting to like the next thing, the next thing, like l- you know, leveling up, which it can't. That can't be seen as like dissatisfaction or greed it's just like it's evolution it's just like once you have a thing you're like cool I did that and for me again it's like achieving a thing once I achieve that thing I'm like cool what's the next thing to achieve or how to like double down on this thing and really it is about opportunity and I think that's something that uh maybe I don't know maybe it was an age thing or like a, a social era thing back in you know the aughts where there was you know, to have opportunity like we did to be able to tour around, we being uh, my band and your guys' bands, like, and have people come out and feel like, damn it, we did not, like, seize the opportunities we had to, like, really move things forward. And that's the only thing that I feel a little bit of regret in or maybe just, like, uh, embarrassment to be like, oh, man, like, I, why wasn't I doing this back then? But I guess it's just, <laughs> it's it's an age thing or a learning thing of, like, not knowing, and you know, we're in different places, right? If if you different were different to... people, I feel like a different person, really, from then,
0: yeah, me too. I can totally relate to that. Just uh, just looking back and going, man, I was so stupid. Like the like pe- press people would like reach out and be like, I'm too busy, I'm not gonna respond. Stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid stuff, just like kind of arrogant. What's uh, yeah. what's like one thing that you would say to your younger self or just any young musician that might be listening right now that they should pay attention to? Uh, when it comes to kind of building building a brand or career? A couple things. Like I
2: said, when I was, like, through House of Heroes, I, I should have paid more attention and been more deliberate about learning audio engineering. Like, I wish I had done that. Now, you don't even have to be in a studio to learn all that. Like, I've literally learned more in, you know, two years of YouTube videos than I ever could have in ten years of being in studios. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. And so, that is something i but would say you, to anybody it's but like if learn
0: yeah. if you're gonna sit down with the producer and pay him
2: yeah yeah sit, if you're there sit already next to him and, and, and that's learn. that's yeah. the part of the regret is like i was again i was given this opportunity and i didn't take advantage of it so that's a theme for sure and then uh so yeah i would say to to you know people starting out or younger people or whatever like just literally learn everything you can about what you want to do just back to front um and then the other thing like uh brand wise or marketing wise like uh, uh, I always, I'm very aware of like trends and I'm like really uh, kind of sensitive to like what is popular, how to when and where did it become popular and when is it kind of played out already? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as I identify those things, I am very uh, intentional about not doing those things at the wrong times and really like, setting your own trend like i think the internet is such an equalizer for art and artists now that like if you just say like well it's the wild west like everything's been done everybody's doing everything all the time so what are you going to do to stand out you got to like pick your thing you got to be like i got to do this thing you're only going to stand out if you're being different like a, a trend can get you like notice because maybe some current visual aesthetic is like pleasing to the collective subconscious of everybody that's right. consuming. But the way that things stand out uh that I've seen and other people and in myself is just like, oh, that is really unexpected and different. And so I think right. the things that are gonna win now and really stand out and make an impact are the things that are unexpected and different. I predict I've been thinking about this uh, for a while now, but I, uh, I, th- I I see it happening and sort of coming. Uh, uh, I think the time is ripe for like really raw rock music to make a pretty good comeback, and not like I feel like I mean, you guys remember like when like the Strokes and the White Stripes and right. the Hives and like all those the vines. yeah 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 the v- yeah we're All Coming Out, uh, uh, it was in response to, like, the boy band stuff that was happening at the time. And I, I just feel and like... Grunge because... as a
0: response to the 80s hair metal that was so Yeah, yeah, exactly. So clean, and yeah. so,
2: yeah, it, it's kind of cyclical in that way, but that's just how it is. Like, you know, one thing will be dominating and then people are just... Whether they're aware of being sick of it or not, they're fucking sick of it. The and Collective
0: unconscious. I like that <laughs> young exactly. reference there. That's pretty
2: good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think about it all the time. Like people, not to uh, uh, discredit people's like awareness of their choices, but like it really, it really happens. Like hmm. everybody's just like, if something is popular, people are like, "Oh, I like that too," because it's popular. It's mm-hmm. just the way. It is.
0: Yeah, like and arrows, I mean, I, like arrows, it, arrows, and arrowheads on designs.
2: <laughs> yeah and or, or now yeah like uh you yeah, huh. flowers or like uh yeah. every new band name has some weird ass like character uh right take the vowels take, out yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that was a big thing that's obviously played out played, out, played out and then yeah. even within music it, itself like the the you know the sound of music and that's what i'm that's what i mean by like i think rock will come back because but i think in a like a newer better cooler way just because Audio production is so great now, and you can make rock. Like, if you listen to some 90s rock that was like huge on the radio, yeah, it sounds like shit. Oh, yeah. And you're like, how is this a single? Like, how did people even absorb this? And right. uh, so yeah, now. I was, like, I
0: was listening like, to Counting Crows
2: the other day, and I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, like, you can make raw rock now that sounds good enough to be like palatable on the radio right and so i really i i predict here and now on the troll spot i think it was very i think it was very project to project like
1: you know you listen to like i still don't feel like in my lifetime like i've had quite the reaction when i listened to the intro from smells like teen spirit you know like there was just this that i still think that record sounds great but then you listen to you know you listen to some some bands like eve six or tonic or whatever else there was in that you know and you're just like uh that's just like but you listen to like the third eye blind's first self-titled and you know that that record had like i think it had like a multi-million dollar budget it's still so good. It, it's still good sonically yeah sonically there's never going to be anything that's in terms of spending money to make a record it's never going to happen again but uh yeah but we've been around for so long to see the trends come and go i remember when we first started going like on we we ended up on warp tour and we literally played with hardcore bands all the way across the country to get to warp tour. And we probably, you know, it's, it was the weirdest lineups. Like we would just, that was the only thing we could get on and get in front of people. So it'd be like, you know, 15 hardcore bands and then us. And it was just like, uh, I guess in the
0: sense that helped us hardcore still doing it.
2: Yeah, it really is. And, And when I say a resurgence, I mean like in the mainstream, like top 40 radio is what I mean. Like, Cause there's always, I mean, rock is not like gone by any means. It just sort of took the like fringe uh, right. category for a while. Uh, but I think I predict a, a massive a re rock and, roll uh, and I, think gonna be, yeah, I think it's going to be, yeah, it's <laughs> going to be a young band that like, is just like, what the hell is all this going on? And right. they just like, there's just three or four of them with, you know, drums, bass and guitar. And they're just like, we got to we got to do something. Well, uh, you're, yeah, your drums,
0: your drums, Nate's bass, and I'm guitar. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I'm gonna. That never works. That never works. I'm gonna
2: produce their record. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna help them write some songs. And then <laughs> I'm just you're, gonna tap their energy. Yeah, you're the uh, old granddad. You got it.
3: <laughs> hell no, man. Absolutely.
0: That's awesome. I would also add to like you know speaking of like keeping up with trends and like seeing where the collective unconscious is moving just if i could go back and tell my my young my young self something it would be make sure everything is really good like just Mm -hmm. like because when you're young and you create something you're sort of almost baffled by your ability and you you Mm -hmm. fall in love with it it's the whole kill your darlings thing like you fall in love with your creation because it came out of you from nowhere and you're like, mm-hmm. how did this happen? This is amazing. This is magic. Mm-hmm. And you fall in love with it, and you don't criticize it. Like when you're older, like you know, now we look, we can look back and go, we should have been more critical of what we were doing. Because now I have to sing those yeah. songs still. <laughs>
1: yeah, and well, I wish everyone I says, you done know, like better. we went on tour, you know, in the fall. And there's a young band opening for us and stuff. And and I just saw Dan, my bandmate, just having these conversations at coffee shops and at the restaurant before with the guys in the band, like I could just I knew what conversation he was having. He was having that conversation. He was telling them like, look, you think your songs are amazing, but they're they're pretty good. Pretty but good doesn't cut. You it. need to just <laughs> you need to just go home and spend as long as you can to make those that much better, and I think you're right, man. I think that if 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 we would have known the opportunities that were about to present themselves, if our songs were way better than they were, right, the opportunities would have multiplied by by you know twenty, thirty times. Because yeah. you, you know I, you saw what happened when when All American Rejects m- wrote "Move Along." Yeah, you know what I mean. That was a hit song Well, here's the thing: like, I, had, I had
0: some. I had a producer tell me when I was 19. I played him three acoustic songs that I'd recorded on a CD. And he was a friend that I, he was like a production staff at this camp I went to. And so he had a studio and I went up to a studio in in Vancouver and I I played him my songs. I was like, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, pretty good. And they're like my best songs. And he he basically told me, he's like, if you're a songwriter, you write a thousand songs before you have one hit. That's how it works. You write Mm -hmm. 1,000 songs per hit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm like I don't know if that... I've
0: had, I don't know if I've actually written a thousand songs, even in the yeah. last like twenty years. <laughs> yeah,
1: so those, I have no, there are
0: dudes, there are dudes <laughs> that write a thousand songs. Yeah, there are
1: with no. There hits, are guys yeah. out there that write that way.
2: Right. Yeah, but yeah, but they never really quite land. I don't know. I don't know if it's a numbers game. It's it's fun to like try to uh, figure out the odds. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like make yeah. it a formula in a way. I mean, but that's like the problem in a way is like right. being like, oh, I got it. Now I get it. But it does take those those think, micro revelations of yeah. being like, oh, I know how this works. Okay, I'm gonna do it, and you do it a little better the next time. And but... it employs
0: a, a motivation to write more and more, and not to just yeah. fall in love with what you've written, but to keep yeah. writing. And that's like that's the goal. It's like it's those who keep going, and that's kind of like the theme, right? Those who keep going yeah. and don't give up. Eventually, you know, they're gonna make a living, at least if we want to call success making a living. I think. Or you,
2: if you're delusional, you'll end up on rigs of dad in a picture. <laughs> with, those are the guys that keep going, and you're like, "What are you doing? You don't."
1: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I I think at some at some point, it's finding some contentment, and that's kind of where I'm at in my life now. It's just like you know, I'm I'm happy with what I did with music, and I'm I'm kind of wanting to go into different areas. I'm getting more into storytelling, and I think that that's something that I'm pretty passionate about that people can kind of. You can tell stories until you're an old man, you know, and no one's looking at you funny. It's not like, you know, you're 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 putting the Kiss makeup on and you're hauling your 65-year-old butt out on stage to play Kiss songs. And you just, <laughs> everyone's just like, put the makeup away, put Kiss away, it's done, you know, but they're still doing it. <laughs> but I think it's interesting, like you watch films like Sh- Searching for Sugar Man, and there are people that can write a great record or write a great song, and it totally just dis- doesn't connect with a certain geographical area, but then... Somewhere in South America, everyone loves you, yeah, and you don't even know. Or, right. or everyone in Japan loves you. It, it, it's weird how trends, I guess, transcend uh, uh, like culture and language. I don't know. There's, there, there's, there's, there's so many things. I guess so many facets to what like you're doing because so many bands are huge in the UK or they're huge in America, and they and they just don't transfer over. And it, I think that's just weird to me. Like we're all human. We all feel the emotion. How come people here don't, don't care?
2: It's like both. It's like people want something comfortable and predictable. Uh, and they're like, yep, this is safe. I know this. Here's another smoker song. That's what I expected. But they also like deep down crave something different. And that's why they might really get turned on by something that came from whatever, Scotland. And they're like, oh, this is really different. Like, and you can't even quite put your finger on it. But I think people do. Uh, crave something that's unique maybe that's the explanation for like the k-pop uh explosion that people like in america are just like this is amazing you're like i guess it's just like really different is that why it's so appealing
1: right i would say like to me that's like mumford and sons mumford and sons came out right at a time when everyone needed some ear break yeah and they wrote these like anthems like you know like arena folk baby anthems yeah yeah And it just exploded and then everyone was doing it to the point where even mother, you know, they were like, uh, we don't, we don't even want to do this anymore. Yeah,
2: they are a real interesting study. I could talk for a while about them and I don't even know that much about them. But just the concept of like that, that sort of uh, explosion and trend, like catching on real quick. I feel like that's, that was sort of at the beginning of like, just since the internet, like. And the way it is now, like things can be, like I mean, it is fifteen minutes of fame to a T. Like yeah. when it comes to something that, and its its rate of elevation is equal in its rate of uh, dissipation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, like, what, what goes up must come up, down. The yeah.
3: Harder you're gonna fall. Yeah. Right. Uh,
2: it's just physics.
0: Uh, yep. Exactly, I love this man. You must be listening to some good uh, science and philosophy podcast because I can just hear like yin yang, uh-huh. order chaos overlay. You know, the order is what's popular, the chaos is what's new, <laughs> and, no, and, and you yeah. have to walk the line because that's the, the where the line is. That's where the truth is, and so you feel the call to the wilderness uh, where the new things but, are. But I mean, this is the cov- <laughs> but this is the conversation we were always having, and I don't,
1: I don't mean to. You know, we were always having these conversations as bands. You know, I remember one of the bigger the bigger conversations when we first started was like the band Hawthorne Heights. I remember they were huge. They just blew up massively. And there were a lot of friends who were getting on tours with them and nobody could understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody and I'm not trying to like take take a shot at Hawthorne Heights. I'm just saying like it 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 wasn't like under oath. It was a completely different type of screamo.
2: No, I think it's so. F- and yeah, I'm I'm certainly interested in the psychology behind like why something works, and it's fun to apply that now as like a creator and an artist and producer. Like I'm I'm like, okay, why does this work? How can I make it work for me? Uh, even as so far as like taking sound trends and being like, why are people latching on to this like trap stuff? Like right. music where it's just like, and you know, I'm like, <laughs> is it just like this primal <laughs> bass like? just repetitive drums, like there's something like physiologically appealing about those things. I think Hmm. in humans, they're just like, yeah, yeah, repeat it, like real Mm -hmm. uh, staccato kind of uh, phrasings where you're just like, it's super simple. It's like super dumbed down. And I like taking something like that and being like, okay, well, obviously, I'm not going to just do that and make a song like that. But can I take those elements that are working like uh, you know, the the simplicity or the uh low end of it and uh, apply it uh in a new different way that mm-hmm. is still appealing to people, hmm. yeah,
0: yeah, it's interesting. As a, as a three, it's, it's it seems like you think about what's appealing, which is really like that's an asset because I, I never I'm so selfish as an eight, I just want to do my own thing and I never think about what's appealing, and I think that kind of can hurt me sometimes because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do my rock songs the way that i want to do them and some people like that but it's not mm-hmm. gonna branch it's like i'm not gonna you know class crime's not gonna blow up ever <laughs> it's like uh, not well not when i'm at the helm because i'm like i'm just gonna do my thing and i don't care if people like it
2: <laughs> yeah that's interesting did you, guys, did,
1: you, did you guys read like i think about like a month and a half ago two months ago that quincy jones article went viral did you guys read that conversation? I didn't read oh, it. I it. think I saw so, excerpts.
0: it was so good. He's like the Beatles can't play. <laughs> he just talking <laughs> shit the whole time.
1: I would say that if you're listening to this, they like, get yeah that that art uh, that that article was just like blew, blows us out of the water. But he, you know, I remember just like him saying some things in that article that just felt like he was on another level. Um, you know, he, and he's asked like what what music is good now and he's 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 very critical of it. He's just like, "I honestly, you know, this is the guy that did Michael Jackson and all. I mean, doesn't but. it
2: feel like that when you say that like another level? Like it feels like the music of that time, like anything before 84 or something, 82, like music before that, don't, don't all the people involved like the icons like they seem so much larger than life, but it's so important, I think, to remember like, they were just, they were fucking people. Yeah, like, just they dudes were just here. a dude yeah. or yeah. a girl yeah. that like, but, yeah, they got, it's it's the fame thing, man. Like, once you get like, uh, people got so much more famous back then than sure. they do now, and it there's lasted so much longer, and it made more of an impact right. culturally. It was
0: a lot fewer and,
2: celebrities. Now there's just yeah.
0: blue checks everywhere. Yeah,
2: like <laughs> I, I know. know.
0: Maybe like, <laughs>
1: Maybe all the talent was working on a few records too, you know what I mean? Like everyone who was great was working on Michael Jackson's.
2: Right. Records. Everyone who was yeah. known to be great, because there was probably uh, dozens and dozens and hundreds of others right. that no one would ever discover because there was no connection, like there was nobody no internet. Could yeah. Talk. Yeah. You know?
0: But the ones that scrapped their way to the top of that old dinosaur hierarchy, they were all working on on a few uh, projects together. And so the I don't talent know. was all I the still, talent was all in one room, <laughs> together.
1: I still, I still feel like you had homing pigeons. You had a way to communicate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still feel like the dinosaur, the dinosaur technology. I still feel like there were there were musicians in rooms, and people would come over and say, "Dude, there's this guy in New Orleans. You got to check him out." And it, you know, like, and it would spread. I think the internet has just equalized everything. But I also think, like you know, Quincy Jones is trying to say that there's. He said, "There's it. It feels like, it feels like when I was reading the article, I said like the soul's been sucked out of the room. Like mm-hmm. you have, you have to inject that soul into that song, whatever genre it is. Um, and I think now,
0: yeah, there's a lot of formula going on because everybody can make music now, and you can slap, snap it to a grid, and and you can, you know." Rip a formula from another song and just I was just listening to Chill Mix or something on Apple, uh, Apple playlist music playlist. And I, w- I was listening, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's the Nine Inch Nails song, or Oh my gosh, that's a XYZ song, or that 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 chord <laughs> progression is so like, but these, but I don't know, maybe young people don't understand that it's completely derivative. And I feel like an old guy, I feel like my dad being like, The Beatles did it, Stone maybe you're did just it. more
2: analytical, you have a different perspective now. Like, I think just i suppose it just comes with age and experience you kind of see the world uh as a bigger thing but i think it's so interesting i think people in our generation like you and i i mean like have we kind of came of age during this global coming of age where Mm -hmm. just because of the internet like uh things changed so much as we were changing at the same time and uh so like the world was getting more connected and you could just learn more and feel more connected with the whole world. At the same time, you're just, uh, your own like uh, body and your own like mind is also kind of expanding and growing. And so we have such a different perspective than someone who has just grown up with the internet. Who's like 18 right now. Right. Um, they don't see it that way. So they don't have the big, broad internal, like, perspective of the world but they have like this weird uh internet global connection hmm. um and that's i don't know i think that could yield some interesting uh oh yeah is to how they operate and how they what they think is important and how they want to do stuff and well creativity
0: um, often comes from from a limiting your set of tools i think you know, just yeah. taking things off the table. And so that's why yeah. young people often, they have the least amount of tools or perspective or talent mm-hmm. or whatever. It's so often, you know, because they haven't been working at it as long. But they can mm-hmm. come up with the most beautiful, brilliant, creative new things because because of their limitations. I and mean, Sometimes you have too much going on. You have too much oh, analysis and perspective and talent. And you could go this way or that way. And you don't know when, when you all you have like, you know, when you're 16 and you have a you know guitar and one one distortion pedal and you're playing pop punk mm-hmm. songs like that's when the brilliance happens. <laughs> yeah, that's a
2: that's a Jack White. That's what I love about Jack White. That's like his whole philosophy. You, you remember that it might get loud documentary? Yeah, yeah. Like it opens up with him like building a guitar out of like a fucking stick and <laughs> uh, pickup, and it's like like he's just nailing these things together. And he's there's like a, a voiceover of him talking about how uh, that's just like the best way to do things is to keep it simple. And how he likes the challenge. He likes to be a little uh, confined. Something he says something about like how he leaves his.
0: I haven't heard a house phone ring in a long time. Sorry,
1: that's
2: like I'm at
0: grandma's house. Is that, what so that is. We got the house phone. Yeah, go ahead. Are you in a West no, I love person, it. Right like, I unplugged.
2: Speaking it, so of
1: dinosaur ahead. technology, I just love it. <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Uh, no, he says something about like uh, he's like I like to keep my picks over or back on my amp. I don't want them on my mic stand that's too easy he's like i like i like the the strategy like it keeps him on his toes to be like oh shit i gotta get over there and get this pick like when can i do that in this song like that's brilliant like that's some eastern philosophy of like yeah you know make it difficult uh, yeah 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 like carrying a stone up a mountain or whatever because like (laughs) you'll learn something like people here don't think that way so i think that's really what gives has given him an edge right Um, and i i subscribe to that for sure
0: Absolutely it, yeah. it's,
1: it's funny. I, I want to read like a, a quote because I feel like there were so many great lines in that Quincy Jones, but it says like a couple of these things I can think encapsulate kind of what we're trying to say, but the, but the article says, you know from a from a strictly musical perspective, what have you done that you're the most proud of? And he says, uh, that anything I can feel, that I can notate musically, not many people can do that. I can make a band play like a singer sings." That's what arranging is and it's a gift and I wouldn't trade it for shit. <laughs> and I would say that the the old school way, the old school producers and stuff, they they did have a way of making a band play like a singer sings. And there's and maybe over time because everything's gotten so much more I don't know, ones and zeros that we've sort of lost. Like I was reading this article the other day and this might not totally not totally not relate, but hear me out. The guy was saying that kids today don't know how to go on dates. All they know how to do is text and hook up. They don't date each other. And it was this whole documentary that's going to come out and it's trying to showcase that like this technology, this way we communicate now has sort of destroyed the art of dating, like getting to know somebody like so instead of like skipping to the end of the relationship, they the, you know, they can actually learn how to enjoy somebody, connect with somebody, feel somebody and then be sexual with that person. And I think maybe music, we've sort of destroyed all the dating of it. And we've hmm. just kind of go to, we just kind of go to the
2: climax.
0: We have the yeah, on-demand, we, we can just get the plug in, get the instrument, yeah. lay it over, and then oh, we I have agree. the orgasm. Yeah, <laughs> that's something I
2: tell kids. Like uh, I'll have, you know, kids ask me like, what, uh, you know, give me some advice. What, what should I do? Like, I, I'm just starting to play music. Uh, what should I do? And one of the, you know, five things that I tell them is, like, do not put any of your work on the internet for two years. (laughs) Like, don't, like, because it's so easy to be, like, and I even, like, I have the compulsion to be, like, I should have made this cool, like, piece. Should I just post it? (laughs) It's, like, for that immediate feedback and that, like, feeling of, like, I did a thing. Here it is. Okay, next thing. Like, it's too fast. Like, don't just put it out there. A a lot of comedians will talk about that uh, regarding Twitter And they'll be like, I don't, I can't write good jokes anymore for my sets because I just think of it and then I tweet it and then it's gone instead of like, okay, let's like, uh, develop this idea more. And I could make a tight five minutes out of this one tweet instead of just like tweeting it out and then it's gone. And I think it's a similar thing. Like, so I tell kids, like, just don't be in a rush. Uh, There's no time limit per se, but like, don't be in a rush to just be like, all right, now we got to record. We have a band. We've been playing together for 2 months. We got to like put an album out. It's like, fuck, no. Just mm-hmm. chill. Mm-hmm. Just work on it like just stay in your room and play for 6 months and then start your band and then play together for 6 months before you even go out and play in front of anybody else. It's not doing you any sure it's experience and you're kind of getting practice or whatever, but I don't think it's worth what you're getting in return. I think you're just better off yeah just wait to come out and then just blow people away like Everyone, you don't have to
0: yeah it seems like everyone's just going live immediately on facebook yeah. like here's a new song and that's kind of the the kind and of and there's like, great things to that
3: yeah. it, w- w- as
2: as far as technology goes there's great things to the immediacy of like and especially being an independent artist like me and my manager all the time are just like when when should we put the song out how about this date and we're like okay cool and it's like uh, three weeks from now or whatever and we're like, we could not do that with a label at all.
3: No. like, yeah.
2: We're the only ones that approve any art internally. Like, nothing would get moved forward if there's a whole corporation of people involved in it. And so the immediacy of the internet is awesome for that. Just to be like, all right, are we ready to do this thing? Let's do it. We don't have to wait for anything else. Right.
0: But as far as your art yeah. goes and your craft goes, don't blow your load. Exactly. Yes. <laughs>
1: Is the only person who's making good music is it just Kendrick Lamar? Is that it?
0: <laughs> no. That's I think good. his stuff is good. Dude, I uh Chance the Rapper, dude. Sorry. I don't know if you heard that record, but Chance the Rapper, cry.
1: Ken look Ken L- Those two guys
0: is like I feel like across the
1: board everyone's like they're great. And well, hip hop's like kind of cross at its
0: genres. Hip hop's at its apex right now as far as like number one popularity. Think so. And it being super competitive and, and it breaking a lot of boundaries down and doing a lot of cool things. You know, but like Colin yeah. said, Rock's going to come back.
2: <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard uh, the band called Gang of Youths?
3: Yeah,
2: I've heard of them. Dude, they're incredible. Like, okay. I haven't been, like, really turned on by an artist in, in this way in a while. And... I think it's also helpful to kind of hear like their story and stuff. Like that's obviously like does a lot for an artist of being like kind of knowing about their background, but like lyrically it's incredible. And Hmm. then musically it's just like this raw, really energetic rock. It's sort of like if the national like drank a ton of coffee and were just like had a lot more energy, but it's sort of that like (laughs) melancholy, but still kind of feel good kind of stuff I don't know it's Hmm. it's great they're just what's like really doing it for me right now I will check it out that's great um, that's a
1: good place that's a good place to end this I got actually rolled okay Um, got the nod but I just finished the Nationals documentary where the brother did it and I thought
3: oh yeah it was taken for
1: strangers (laughs) yeah the brother it's awesome this is great it's just yeah if you haven't seen that go see it it sums up a lot of like success and living in someone's shadow and what's good music that that documentary kind of covers it all it's like this younger brother who's kind of the screw up and he goes on tour with the national to make this documentary but yeah it kind of becomes a documentary about him dealing with his brother and his own success so it's pretty great
0: when we ask colin where can people find you online Vespertine stuff and and do you still do graphic design I know you um, do because
2: yeah, but I'm not I'm as hitting like, you
3: up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but not as publicly. It's all just like that. It's all just word of mouth Okay. Stuff now. okay. Um I, I've had like a website and stuff in the past, but uh, because of yeah, uh, doing Vespertine more full time, I'm not really cool. I'm not pursuing it, but I'm still yeah, I still do a lot of work and I, I obviously do all of my own stuff. Um but yeah, Vespertine's everywhere. Fortunately my SEO now, after two years, is good enough to overshadow Bjork's album called Vespertine, but spelled differently. <laughs> And uh, you, so you can find me very easily. Just the <laughs> on cool. the internet. Yeah.
0: Vesperteen, thanks, Colin Rigsby. We appreciate <laughs> you uh, coming on the show. Yeah, yeah man.
2: Yeah, and I love talking about this kind of stuff. It's so fun.
0: We'll have to circle back when you're doing uh, stadiums. Of course. All yes. right. Now he won't be able to. We won't be able to get a hold of him.
2: At <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only ones I'll want to
1: do. <laughs> uh, we hope You'll so. Be like. You'll be like, oh, I think I remember who that guy is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no way. We've shared some time. You've man. told you,
0: yeah, yeah. You just told us on this podcast that you have a very bad memory. So. <laughs> yeah, but I've kept in touch with you
2: like consistently over time. Right. So that, only because,
0: that. only because I'm like, hey, can you design stuff for me, please? Yeah help no and you
3: stopped <laughs> yeah, down a few times
1: I can do that I can do the test right now I could t- I, I, I think Jack's number is still on my phone I could text Jack and see if he gets back to me and then I'll let you know I'll let you know what your future self will be like so
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that glimpse
0: all right that about wraps it up trollsters thank all you guys. for listening to don't feed the trolls tell your friends about us blah 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 you know the drill uh, don't email the trolls at gmail.com hit us up on Twitter We got a trolls We got everything. We're just like Vesper team. We're all over the internet. Our SEO is pretty decent. Check us out. All right. Till next week. See ya. See ya.
2: See you guys.